Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Free Lutheran Church Sermon Archive. It's our hope that this message would encourage you in your faith and would help you to get to know God's love, grace, and mercy in a personal way. If you have any questions on the sermon or would like to know more about Maranatha, please visit us on the web at maranathafreelutheran.com or call our church office at 218-498-2808. Thank you, and may God bless. The uh, song that we just sung um, brings to my mind uh, various views uh, of the beautiful nation that we're privileged to live in. Uh, views that are fresh in my mind because uh, Gene and I just uh, got back home on Wednesday uh, from seeing our son Samuel and Sarah and family um, down in Texas. Uh, two days on the road each way, uh, often taking the back roads uh, as we went through South Dakota and Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas. And I uh, had to give you a glimpse of why we're down there. Uh, some some uh, story time with, with Gene there. Uh, but just uh, so good to spend time with family. And in recent weeks uh, at home, our, our household has been watching some old Western TV series. Uh, any of you ever watched uh, Bonanza or, or The Big Valley? Uh, similar themes in them, one with a matriarch, one with a patriarch, and um, big, big ranches and, and uh, cattle drives and things like that. And, and uh, so I found it fascinating that in our travels, uh, we were driving alongside of what's known as the Chisholm Trail. Uh, and I couldn't help but try to imagine what it would have been like to be on one of those cattle drives uh, for two to three months, uh, driving cattle from down in southern Texas to up to Kansas, uh, uh, Abilene, and the railheads uh, there. Well, God's creation is wonderfully displayed around us uh, this time of year, uh, all over our country. And, and uh, now here this morning, we just sent off heading west then, uh, a busload of our youth and adults uh, heading to the mountains of Colorado for a Free Lutheran Youth Convention. That picture uh, is one I found of a 2017 group that was there. So some of our adults now um, were back at that. Um, and, or youth, or now adults, I should say. Uh, but what an awesome opportunity that is out there in the mountains of Colorado to um, sit under the teaching of God's Word and have some great fellowship with youth from all over our land. This next Tuesday is July 4th, and uh, we Americans celebrate a, a national holiday recognizing the, the many freedoms that we enjoy uh, as an independent nation, and freedoms which we shouldn't take for granted because uh, not all nations have that, and they could be stripped away if God chooses to withhold his blessing on our land. I want to turn your attention then today to the Psalms, and to Psalm 33, uh, in, in, in verse 12 of this psalm, uh, it's likely familiar to many of you, it spells out the answer to uh, the question in my sermon title today, blessed is which nation? And there it says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. I invite you to look with me at, at Psalm 33. And uh, it's on the screen there today. I invite you to uh, read it along with me there. Um, actually, could I have you read all the even verses? I'll take the odd one, so I'll start with one, and if, let's read together. And Rudy, stand in reverence to God's word as we read. Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous, praise befits the upright. Amen. 
Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap. He puts the deeps in storehouses. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart for all generations. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of men. He who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. The war horse is a false hope for salvation and by its great might it cannot rescue. that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. For our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let us uh, turn to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we just give you thanks today for your word. And as we meditate on this psalm, we pray that uh, you would remind us uh, of who you are and why it is that you deserve our worship and our praise. And Lord, that we pray that you would have your way in, in our lives and in our nation. Amen. Please be seated. The uh, first verses of this psalm introduce uh, it with an invitation. An invitation to the upright or, or, or to the righteous. Now, now if righteous and, and upright meant perfect people, then it would be an empty invitation, wouldn't it? Uh, because all of humanity have sinned and we have fallen short of the glory of God. There is none of us that are perfect. However, as we look in the Old Testament, the righteous are often contrasted with the wicked. The righteous are, are not people who are perfect, but they are people who have a desire to follow the ways of God in contrast to those who have no such desire. And as we look on in the New Testament, then we understand the righteous to be referring to the people who admit their sins and trust in the righteousness of their Savior, Jesus Christ. The upright are those who are honest with God, not seeking to hide anything from him, seeking to be people of integrity in their relationship with God. And so if you're willing to be honest with God, then you are one of the upright. And this invitation is to you to sing joyfully to the Lord, praise him and, and give thanks to him and he, even use musical instruments to play skillfully an expression of worship of him. A couple weeks back I, I focused my message on answering the question, why do we sing in church? And, and in this psalm we're reminded that one of the reasons that we sing in church is, is to praise and to thank the Lord. Uh, that is, we sing to God, praising him for who he is and, and thanking him for what he's done and what he continues to do in our lives. And so the invitation to the upright here then is to sing and to shout praise and thanks to the Lord. Why? 
Well, first of all, because of his character. He is of extraordinary character. There is no one in the world of such outstanding character as God. God is upright in all of his dealings with us. He's never underhanded or deceitful. He's always true to his word. And and he says here, all of his work is done in faithfulness. Whatever he said, he will do. He will always accomplish. His character is upright, it's faithful, it's righteous, just, and it's full of steadfast love. Verse 5, he, he loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. Everywhere you go, you, you see God's faithfulness and his steadfast love. A, a love for us then that is absolutely consistent. It, it will never waver no matter what. And you know, there are few friends in this world like that at all. Ones that will stick with you no matter what. But, but God's love for us is like that. He is full of steadfast love. That, that love for mankind is shown throughout the Bible. It's demonstrated um, as we see then God's plan in the Bible unfolding. His plan of rescuing fallen mankind by sending his son Jesus Christ to the earth. Who then on the cross bore the judgment for all of our sins and offers us forgiveness and eternal life. One of the things that further demonstrates to us then God's consistent character is looking around us at creation and recognizing that by his word He created and he sustains nature. As you just look around at nature, there is no reasonable person that can deny that there is a designer behind it all, one who keeps it from falling apart as well. Um, Kidner in his commentary on this says this, the universe is the work of a single self-consistent mind. There are three examples I see in in verses 6 to 9 here. And one of them is, is the heavens. There you go. Um, by the word of the Lord, it says, the heavens were made. And by the breath of his mouth, all of their host. That's all the stars and so on that were put in the sky. You know, some of the things that mankind has been able to make are, are kind of amazing. When you consider, for instance, the, the details of a modern gas-powered automobile, when you consider the network of roads that can take us over a thousand miles from Moorhead, Minnesota down to Granbury, Texas in 17 hours of driving time, it, it is kind of amazing to think about. But then when you stop and consider the amount of man hours it took to design and manufacture and assemble that car and the number of heavy machine operators it, it took to build those roads uh, over literally years of time. And then you consider the heavens and the earth and how they were made And it says it's just by the word of the Lord. He just spoke it into being. Consider for a minute the the vastness of the heavens and how God hung the planets in place around the sun and placed all the stars in place. And and consider the consistency of the patterns so that the sun seems to rise in our sky every morning and go down every night. And and think of the seasons that come and go each year, year. And truly you have to say it is the work of a single self-consistent mind. Look at the examples of the waters. On our our way home, we cross the Missouri River at Yankton, South Dakota, and the Missouri is no small river there. But it gets much larger as it flows into the Mississippi and then flows all the way to the Gulf of Mexico, um, starting as snowpack up in the mountains of Montana and so on and flowing all the way to the ocean. And there are similar patterns that happen going each direction, north and west and east, 
um, across America. And then above the oceans, it evaporates in the clouds. And here it describes that as, as God's storehouses. And he gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap, he says, and, and lays up the deep in storehouses. And then when he sees fit, like just this morning, he dumps from his storehouses, um, providing that much-needed rain that we get. Or look at the example of the earth itself and all of its inhabitants. And there are over 8 billion people that now populate the earth. And God, some, uh, God continues to provide food to feed them all. Verse 8, here he says, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. And so reason to praise and thank the Lord today. One, his character is extraordinary. And then also he is the creator and the sustainer of nature. And then thirdly, his counsel stands when that of people and nations fails. Um, verses 10 and 11 here speak of how the Lord nullifies the counsel of the nations. He, he frustrates the plans of the peoples. And then he says in the counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his heart from generation to generation. So think about these verses. That, that word frustrated stuck out to me. We, we, we've seen a lot of frustrated politicians in the news lately bo on both sides of the aisle. Uh, lately some of their plans and their agendas have been struck down by the Supreme Court rulings on, on issues such like as abortion and free speech and affirmative action and student loan forgiveness. And, and the response of our president, uh, who in one case was very frustrated with the Supreme Court, well, was to say that, that he thinks the court misrepresented the Constitution and that he would continue to pursue other avenues. And, and then he said this, we're going to get this done, God willing. Now, wherever you land on those issues that are uh, cases the Supreme Court has been dealing with, uh, don't we all need to recognize that? That that is the bottom line. That is what we all should want. God's will to be done. Not our own, not our favorite politicians. The psalmist here reminds us it is God's counsel that will stand. His plans will not be frustrated or nullified. His counsel stands forever. And that's what we want. When dictators and tyrants rise up with their own agendas, we want God to frustrate them and nullify their agendas. We think back to a time in the history of the world when Nazi Germany under Hitler was about to, or was seeking to eradicate Jews and, and take over Europe. And I believe it was nations like the United States and Canada and England that were, you would say, much of them were looking to God for help to stop such evil from continuing. And it was after that war in 1954 that U.S. President Eisenhower signed into law adding the words one nation under God to the Pledge of Allegiance and recognizing that it's only by the grace uh, the gracious hand of God that we can continue to stand as a nation. Verse 12, blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. We who know the Lord, we are God's people and, and we need to pray for our nation to turn back to the one who's our creator, the one who's our sustainer, and the one whose counsel stands no matter what. As we look at this text, there's another great reason to praise and thank God and to stand in awe of him, and that is his careful eye sees all the inhabitants of the earth and, and even sees into their hearts. 
Verse 13, the Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. From his dwelling place he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all. He who understands all their works. You see, nothing gets by him. He sees it all. He fashions the hearts of all. He understands the works of them all. And that means then that he also knows every time and every way that we humans rebel against him and his word. And that should sober us all. Because don't think for a minute that you're sneaking something by God. He's our creator, and we're accountable to him, and someday he will be our judge. However, if we will humble our heart and admit our sins and, and our need for Jesus to be our Savior, believe in him, then, then Scripture says amazingly that we do not come into judgment, but we've instead passed out of death and into eternal life. And, and then, as we for a time continue to still live on this earth, in, in this fallen world, and, and battle sin that is around us and, and even within us, God's Holy Spirit helps us to live in, in daily repentance and faith. There are two more reasons uh, to praise and thank God and stand in awe of him mentioned in this psalm. And one of them is this, armies cannot conquer without him. Uh, verse 16, the king is not saved by a mighty army, a warrior is not delivered by great strength, a horse is a false hope for victory, nor does it deliver anyone by its great strength. You know, these days, um, our, our, our armies don't rely on horses. Uh, we have far more sophisticated, more powerful weapons of war. But, but still, all of those weapons alone are not mighty enough to gain us any victories. And, and thus, uh, Putin's plans for Ukraine have, have not led to his victory. Nor should we fear these days the threats of nuclear attack that come from crazy dictators of the world. And I am not saying that we in the United States uh, shouldn't have a strong military. As you know, I have two sons that are in the military. And I believe that having a strong military in the past has been a deterrent to the despots of the world. And yet we're told here in verse 16 and 17 that it's not an army's great strength alone that wins battles, but it's only if God blesses that we can win anything. And then lastly, one more reason to praise and thank God and stand in awe of him is, is those who hope in him and who call on him are helped. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on who? those who fear him, on those who hope for his loving kindness to deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. And so as we think of this today, are you in need of the Lord's help today in some way? Don't give up hope. Don't hesitate to call on him. His eye is on you. His loving kindness, his steadfast love is for you. And because we know all those things about him, then the conclusion at the end of this psalm here the conclusion of the upright is we wait for the Lord. We hope and we trust in him. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart rejoices in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us according as we have hoped in you. As we consider the things going on in our nation, we who are God's people as scripture here refers to as the upright, those righteous because we trust in his righteous son, Jesus Christ. We are reminded of the need to pray for our nation to again recognize that we are one nation under God. And that is when a nation claims him as their God, that he also claims them and they are blessed by him. Let us pray.
Lord God, we just uh, give you thanks today for your word that reminds us that no matter what happens in the world around us, uh, our hope is in you. Uh, Lord, we, we pray for our land. We pray that you would turn the hearts of people all over this land to recognize your awesome creation around us, uh, the, the, the design of a master designer, that they would recognize there's, there's a creator behind it all and that they would recognize that they are small in comparison. And Lord, we pray that your word would go forth in this land in such a way that, that they would also recognize our sinfulness and our need for Jesus. And we pray that uh, you would have your way in, in this land, Lord, that there would be uh, hearts that are turned to you. We, we pray again, Lord, for our youth that are out in Colorado and for youth from all over our AFLC in the United States and even other places, Lord. We pray that this week there would be a, a powerful time of, of them being reminded, too, of, of who you are and, and, Lord, being drawn to Jesus, their Savior, and, and uh, growing in, in faith and trust in him. Uh, we pray that you'd have your way in this congregation and, Lord, that you'd use us to be a blessing uh, to this community uh, as we share your word. And we pray that uh, Vacation Bible School uh, that happens here in just a couple weeks, Lord, would be a, a time of outreach uh, to children and families, Lord, in this area, uh, that they would be pointed to the hope that we have in you. Uh, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.